Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, we are going all in this week as we attempt to predict the super card that is AEW's double or nothing pay-per-view. Plus, WWE doubles down on Sasha and Naomi, Stephanie McMahon walks away from a WWE table, and Ring Size News really showed their hand this week on Twitter. So be sure to check that money line before you finish this episode because we're rolling the dice on this 293rd episode of Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on WrestleAddict Radio. And it starts right now. Midnight music. Let's see how long Kate Murphy's internet stays on. 18 minutes. No oh more, God. no less. Don't, Let's see what happens, Don't folks. say that. Don't fucking say that. We're going to say a lot of saucy stuff, I believe, in this first part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome. I have so much to say. My internet can't go out. 293 of King's Rings Podcast rolling with dice. I am your host, King Ricky Rose, along with Willie T, Will Tarashock, and the k murphy the hbic themselves thank you guys for joining us uh once again live on twitter switch youtube and my personal facebook for all of my friends out there uh we are going to going to focus mostly on aew this week as they have one of their major pay-per-view events double or nothing coming live from vegas this sunday on guess what memorial day weekend so everybody does not have an excuse because no one's working on monday and i'm still not proud about I, uh... it <laughs> I'm still not going to buy. But before we get to that, let's do a little bit of check. Well, Tereshock, how are you, sir? I am good, dude. I am on cloud nine. I interviewed one of my podcast heroes and Andrew Zarian the other day, and the episode aired this morning, ladies and germs. If you want to hear me and Andrew Zarian kind sure, of shit, sure. we kind of shit on wrestling marks for a little bit and wrestling news, which is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a grand old time. But other than that, uh, TikTok pisses me off because uh, <laughs> their algorithm makes no sense. But, hey, I'll take the views at ADPS Podcasts. Um... And I had free pizza at work, so I guess life can't be all bad. You went into work and I gave you free pizza? <laughs> yeah, there was like, I, I walked into the studio and I was like, yeah, I was pizza on the 10th floor. I was like, oh, word. Nice. So when I had, when I had a half hour break, I got some pizza. Regular slice or I like uh, It was regular slice and sausage. It was, nice. it, was, it was ground sausage. Nice. It was ground sausage. Oh, okay. So not sausage slice. Uh, yeah, it was ground like sausage. I thought it was, I thought it was a hamburger, uh, but no, it was sausage. I love a good okay. sausage slice. Okay, Murphy, what is your favorite slice of pizza? What's your favorite type of sausage, um, okay? I do like his sweet Italian sausage. Um, but for pizza, my ultimate favorite slice is a white slice with chicken and broccoli on it. Interesting. That's a good one. I, but also very close. Like, it's pretty much tied is Sicilian. <laughs> the place okay. next to me has a mean Sicilian slice. I'm a big fan. I found I found a dope spot where I where I moved to. Wait, what? The pizza place next to me has a mean pizza. Oh, has I a mean ver- slice. Yeah, yeah, I have I, good pizza everywhere. Thank God. Yeah, I found a family-run restaurant that's been around for like thirty years, and they have been my go-to for pizza ever since I found them. You know, I had, uh, my roommate and I my roommate and I went out for Venezuelan food the other night. It was so good. Ooh, nice. Yeah, if you want to, if you got to come to Hoboken. One of the best pizzas in town, Johnny Pepperoni. My God, dude. <laughs> They're Johnny Peps. We have the best pizza uptown in Hoboken, hands down. They have the, the, the best Detroit-style pizza I have a I've ever had. 
Yes, is Johnny Peps owned by Johnny Morrison? No, it's owned by Johnny Elite and Johnny Mundo, though, co-partnership. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny Pepperoni. <laughs> this is my real hair. <laughs> Hi, I'm watching. Hi, I'm Johnny Pepperoni, and you're watching Jackass. Yeah, right. So it's full of secrets. <clears throat> yeah, so we're going to be talking about Double or Nothing a lot, like I said, uh, this week as we are rolling the dice. And Double or Nothing is coming live from Las Vegas, because Las Vegas is pretty much a massive hotspot right now for any major event, probably for the next five years or so. Thank you so much, Allegiant Stadium. And the uh, sun. And the sun. And really gambling. And gambling and money and, you know. You can get married. I can't That's fucking fun. wait. You yeah, you can get Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Yeah, so you, can yeah, go you, to the, you can go to the spot where Stephanie and Trips got married. I want to go to that wedding and be like, you guys just broke the law, didn't you? Like, <laughs> you guys, you guys, I know it's happened all the time. I know you guys marry drunk people all the time, but she would, you didn't do like the ref like, one, <laughs> two. Didn't, you didn't, didn't do call it off, ring the bell, call it off, this wedding's not happening. <laughs> Did not even check for a pause at all. Dude, we just lost going care. back, yeah. they going back. They should have done that. They should have totally done that in the skit. <laughs> Damn it! Did we lose K? Yeah, I think we lost K. I'm here. Oh no, K's oh, okay. here. Okay, your video's not, but oh, um, you're here. Okay. No, CM Punk is just came out, and I really oh, think those why. captions aren't. Okay, it looks like you're smoking out your fish tank. Really, a post <laughs> behind you. Maybe it's an exhale. It looks well, good. It looks like you're growing something in that fish thing, actually. So behind Frank's tank, it's um, it's a tapestry. Oh, okay, that's what it looks is. Like, that's what it so is. it looks so it looks like it's the forest I have hung up in his tank. Like these fake, they they look like cannabis plants. I didn't get them for that reason. It just happened. Oh, that's uh -huh. clever. That's um, clever. So because they don't like to look at their reflection, it gives because they think they're another uh, bearded dragon. They try to fight it. So <laughs> I'm not kidding. So he'll like stand up at the tank so and he gets all like Dude, in that case, I would only have him see himself. This thing would be this thing would be the most buff dragon in all of history. It's just fighting itself all day. Box of reflective mirrors. Yeah, dude, just have a li just have a live stream of just him fighting himself. It's called Frank <laughs> FC. It gives him anxiety though, and I don't want him to be anxious. So yeah, it gives us he gets a lot. He he is a big boy. He's like obsessed with vegetables and fruit right now, and is loves to run around. He's getting big. Gotcha. Well, he's he's got to do something with it. Uh, but yeah, let's get into wrestling. Let's get into some of the highlights uh, from this week. We're not talking about LA Knight's name chance. One of the things I'm not going to talk. Oh my god! Don't get I'm me so fucking mad. started. <laughs> What's his name? Like Dewey something? No, it's uh, Max Dupree. Of Max, Max Dupree. Maximum. He he runs a company called Maximum Male Models. Was is it is it like for his period or something? Like that's what's like. That's like something, something, know. something that's a feminine product. I just hope he brings back Tyler Breeze if he's Shia running the male models. Max Dupree, ultimate moisturizer. Listen, he can be Max Dupree, he can be LA Knight, he can be whoever he wants. That motherfucker's gonna be gold. Dude, LA you know. Knight's a great name, first of I all. I loved LA it's Knight. So I thought good. it was great. He Thank was so over at NXT as LA Knight. Like, he was so good. Thank you for NXT for proving can still why I don't need to watch you. <sighs> it's such a shame. Blame creative. For I. That. I for I keep forgetting NXT exists. Like in your house is coming next week, so we are going to talk about that. Yeah, okay. Why? I actually watch it because it's in your house in Hell in a Cell. 
So I don't you know care. I don't up? care about it in your I house. thought okay, I thought Hell in a Cell was also this Sunday and I literally had a panic attack today. Oh no, no, they they split them by a week, thank <laughs> the Lord. You know, because I was watching Raw and they're saying the Hell in a Cell is in one week and I go, Oh my god. One yeah, week. one week from okay. Yeah. It's freaking no, I was like freaking out because like okay, I was at okay. this I, no 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 I was planning because I'm having I'm having a few people over for, for Punky and I was gonna stream them both. I was gonna put fucking Hell in a Cell on the living room and put AEW on in the, my bedroom. And as a good internet could handle that. No, it probably couldn't, but like I well, you can watch Double or Nothing in a movie theater because they're streaming it in certain places. That's a great idea. But what, before, they did WrestleMania too, as well. Before we get into before we get into Double Nothing, what do you guys think That's would fine. happen if they ran pay-per-views head to head? WWE and AEW. I'm waiting for it to happen. It's gonna um, split the I'm audience both ways. I don't. I think it depends on the pay-per-view. Like for example, let's say Hell in a Cell and Double or Nothing did go up head to head. Okay. I think AEW I would, gets way many more buys than Hell in a Cell gets streams. Because you can just watch Hell in a Cell on Monday. I agree. Right? It's, 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 it's weird. It would almost depend on the card. But also, like, did WWE and WCW ever go head-to-head pay-per-view-wise? No, because well, back, back then, I don't think the cable fires could handle both. So they forced them to go on like different yeah, weeks. They were forced to go on different. I, I, that's what I would assume. But nowadays, you totally could do that. I think, yeah. it, and that's it's like if it's a SummerSlam, I think SummerSlam blows it out of the water. But if it's yeah. like a Hell in a Cell or a Battleground or a Backlash or a Night of Champions, maybe mm-hmm. even a Money in the Bank, depending on the card. I don't know. Money in the Bank's hard to submit. I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give Money in the Bank a hard possible. But doubtful, like it's definitely yeah. possible. Depending on, it's depending on the card. But any like mm-hmm. a random sh- random pay per view, I think AEW would clean house. You know why? Because AEW doesn't run shows that often. Exactly. So every pay per view for them is a big deal. Yeah, that it, makes it, sense. It feels like more must see TV, especially because you gotta pay fifty like fifty bucks for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again, depending on the way the, way the economy is doing, maybe do, do people want to really save up to spend 50 or you can spend four ninety nine and get all that paper and get the, get the same quality I also think of it like this. Anybody who would buy an AEW pay-per-view also pays for Peacock. Yes. Mm, okay. So I, I just, I think they would prioritize something they love over something they have. It's a toss-up. I would love to see the numbers that we ever did head-to-head. I don't think they'll ever do it. It, it, would, have, it would have to be on accident. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but that would be interesting. Well, well, the re- main reason I thought that it, like they could have done it is because Cody's in the fucking Hell in the Cell. Could you imagine Cody in Hell in the Cell going up against Double or Nothing? I think that would have been wild. No, against I, against I, Hangman and Punk, mm-hmm. or Anarchy in the Arena, which is also happening. Do I love it, dude? They were like, "We're gonna do see him stampede again." Moxie's like, "No, no, 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 I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> I'm not doing it. We're gonna do something else." <laughs> yeah. So before we get to all that, let's go through some of the bigger headlines this week. And uh, speaking of which, more Sasha and Naomi talk. More so about what happened on. Bro, 
So <laughs> you know it's bad when Pat McAfee was looking was looking real awkward during that speech. So they had Michael Cole uh, continue the narrative, and even more so say that which I found which I found amusing that he stated that Naomi and Sasha let millions of people down, millions of fans down around the world by walking out. And because of such actions, they have been indefinitely suspended officially, stripped of the tag titles. And the funniest part about this was that we're going to do a tournament to crown the new WWE tag champions. I bet there's going to be four, four, teams. Teams, four teams in the tournament. <laughs> what happens? They haven't announced. They have stayed announced. They, have not, they, they just announced that it's going to happen. But there aren't any. Yeah. Outside of outside of Natty and Shayna. But Natty and they're barely a real tag team. <laughs> outside of Natty and Shayna, outside of Dewdrop and Nikki or somewhat being a thing. Again, yeah. not a real tag team. I don't know. Not real tag teams. No, I thought it was interesting that it was pretty evident that Pat McAfee had no clue what was going on. Yeah, Pat McAfee was like, "Wait, what happens?" Yeah, he said he said it he said it on his, show, on, his on, show on the Pat McAfee yeah. show. He's like, "Yeah, Cole giving that speech was the first I've heard of it." I was like, "Dude, that yeah. that can't be." Like, how did you? I don't know. Like, do you Pat not McAfee follow has wrestling? Pat has history of walking out when he thinks things are on right too. Mm-hmm. I guess, but it's like, dude, do you, do you not follow wrestling Twitter, like, at all? Good for you if you don't, and you work he probably, in I mean, he's also a celebrity. I, I doubt he has his hands knee-deep in a specific section of Twitter sure, at all. It's possible he just shows up on Friday and Sundays. Like, it's totally possible. Yeah. You know. But it, it surprised me that he just had no idea. That's That just generally surprised me. Wait, yeah. so wouldn't they, like, to, like, kind of set him up for success before he goes out? Be like, hey, just so you know, Naomi and Sasha walked out. You know, with something like this, with Scream Smear campaign, this is something that I think was probably a, a very need-to-know basis. That, yeah, I, I guess, but, I mean... Like, you you can go through a whole show and be like, oh, Cole's going to have this segment here, but he's going to handle Pat. You don't need to worry about anything. Just, you know, just stand there. Yeah, I guess. You'd be like, well, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, okay, boss. Yeah. Then when he heard it, he was like, fuck, what? <laughs> yeah. But, Ricky, to your, to your point, the whole millions of fans, that, that now you say that, that line irks me, too. It's like, dude, don't speak for us. Seriously, don't speak for us. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm disappointed. But sure, I bet millions of people are disappointed, but millions of people are also not disappointed at all. They're actually on their side. Yeah. Uh, I, I forgot what the actual narrative was, but I, I just found the whole narrative just really it was weird, amusing. Because he said, "Oh, they let everybody down," and I was like, "Dude, it was a six-person tag on a Raw." No one in I'm the history of wrestling. Down. Has ever been upset. I'm gonna speak for everybody. No one has <laughs> ever been fuck. No one in the world has ever been truly upset about a six person tag on Raw not happening, especially with women. Sorry. It's very true. I'm. I'm like, oh man, I missed that six over ten. Oh, fuck. Be, I'm, God I'm damn gonna, it, Sasha and Naomi. I'm, I'm, I was I'm really be, looking forward to that. I was. I not. feel like I'm gonna get canceled <laughs> this week for sounding like misogynistic. But the fact of the matter is, is like WWE fans don't give a fuck about women unless the titties are coming out. Fair. Or they're angry. <sighs> Nip slips do get a raise, rise in the popularity. Yeah. 
And to be fair, they, I say it every week, they were shaking their hips every single week. So the sex appeal was definitely there for wrestling fans. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was definitely there for wrestling fans. <laughs> but I guess, I guess the kind of last thing I want to say about Sasha and Naomi um, is, like, okay, your goal was to elevate the tag titles. Well, or make the, or give them their own feud. Or give them, but well, this this doesn't really help your goal at all. Well, no, it doesn't. You walking out, it doesn't help your goal at all. So it's kind of it's like, is it really about that? But them, really? But, 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 but them staying, yeah, it was really about that. But them staying, I don't think it was them. Here's the thing. I don't. I, I don't believe because we we also don't know their side and they haven't said anything. I I do I want to hear their side. I really do. Yeah. I don't believe it was just a matter of creative being like, we're going this direction in their argument point. Because I think them, those two SCs, professors they are, understand when it's like, okay, we tried, creative still wants to go this way, we're still going to do it. I think it was the alleged manner in which they were spoken to that really irked them. Yeah. See, again, no. I know, I, to your point, I definitely do. Like, I need to hear their side to have, like, the full valid opinion. But based off what I know right now, it's still it's kind of it's like I don't understand, like, what they're so upset about. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it, so, it, so naturally, it's just like it's their fault, which is just a, a, a shitty way of thinking. But it's just like I just can't possibly see what they've been playing about, which is why it's like, dude, I, like, I want to hear your side. If they don't want to speak, then fuck it. They don't have to speak. They can, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. But it is for this. I, there has to be something else going on that we just don't know, because walking out over like walking out now doesn't make any sense. Now I was just I was just listening. It's funny I was listening to the Pritchard podcast from two years ago. So far behind I am about in your house <laughs> about in your house too, and in that okay. show Double J and Road Dog walked out. I remember, I remember Road Dog saying something that he walked out, but that was also due to like his wife was in the hospital. Like I'd had a serious medical condition. Yeah, they, well, and this, he was like, "I'm not performing on the show." <laughs> this this was '95. Yeah, uh, and I think they both went to WCW after that. So Jeff Jarrett just fucking said "fuck it" and left and just walked out. That's a total Jeff move. Yeah, so it was it's pretty crazy. Like how the timing messed up, uh, lined up. But like my point is like, listen, if your goal is to elevate the tag team titles, and what you're upset about is allegedly about the tag team titles, walking out just doesn't help your cause in any way, shape, or form. Makes it. But neither is going worse. to a six man tag where they're just using them as props and to try to elevate other titles. No, but you live to fight another day. When is the when is the next day going to come? Literally the following that's week. The, the following week that's when the you're issue. the following week when you're on TV again. That's not that's not elevating them. That's ele- that's not elevating the tag titles. Again, that's elevating the two championships. Yeah, it's elevating the champions. But what's I guess what's more important than you or the belt? Like, I, I guess yeah, it's like they're it's, trying to make it's selfish to say the belt. To make the belt important. Yeah, but they aren't like that. They aren't though. Like you can no, try all you want. Is, no creative isn't allowing them to make the belt they important. Have, well, neither are the fans. Yeah. Knowing that the fans just don't care about the but belts. Here, here's, here's the thing. If you don't put the belt in, if you don't highlight the belt, if you don't uh, put the belt up for championships, we can, no one's going to care about the belt. Put it this way. John Cena won the, the U.S. Right, title. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. John Cena won the U.S. title, and no one gave a shit. He beat Russo for the U.S. title. Yeah. No one really gave a shit about the U.S. title. What happened to elevate the United States title? Challenge after challenge after challenge became the highlight of Raw. Miz won the IC title. No one gave a shit about the IC title. What happened? Miz put that on the line, gave great promos all the time, yeah. like week after week on Raw and SmackDown. So it's not about them being on TV. It's about putting those belts on the line on a consistent basis. And look at well, one look at those titles now. Those the, the IC and US title, right back when they're not highlighted, started. when they're not being you know used as but, when they're not being used in promos or being put online. The US and the IC titles weren't even defended on two nights of WrestleMania. They were they were defended sad. they were defended on the SmackDown before they walked out, and nobody cared. They they have been defended like they've been on TV a lot more than any yeah. any than any other tag champion in those women's titles. They've been on TV like they've been on, they were on yes, TV in every five, single in five week. weeks after Mania. Yes. All right, but uh, you 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 want to be the belts on TV sample size because it's well, not about because they the walked belts out <laughs> because they walked out. The belts on TV again. It's about defending those belts. Ricochet has been on they TV. Were as the they were defended. They were defended the Friday before they, they walked out. Once they defended it once. That's They're, not enough. They, they, there's they, a difference they, between they, being on TV. There's a difference between being on TV every week and defend and go defending the title every week. Mm-hmm. Like they want to do more meaningful work with the titles. They went to Vince and creative with ideas. They were told no. Yeah. Instead, they were being used to put over Bianca and fucking Ronda. Ronda. A, 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 a main event. Like, imagine taking a UFC fighter that they just turned down a title fight. It's like, dude, it's a title match. Like, right? That's what you're in the business for. A title match is a title match. Yeah, like, but they were are told you crazy to turn down a title match. According to according to one specific narrative, they were denied the the championship matches for the Raw and or SmackDown women's titles, and they were told by Creative, "We want to put you as a tag champions to help elevate that." And now, when Creative says, yeah. "No, we're not going to do it anymore," they're like, "What the fuck?" No, I get it. I I, I get that. I mean, but I like, why would you turn down? A, well, we also don't know if those title matches were actually plans. You know, that's just hearsay. Yeah, like you know, that's, that's assuming they were planned. That's again, that's why I I really want them to speak out. And be like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Then it's, it's like, okay, and this is how so and so talked to me. Like, we, I really need their perspective. This is right mm-hmm. now on the surface value. It's just like I, I don't, I just don't get what they're upset about. I just don't get it. Why would you walk but out? More, but what's more upsetting is how WWE has reacted since. Agreed. Yeah, it's really they weird. Walked out- so They're weird. being. They took fucking Naomi and Sasha's merch off the shop. They deactivated their sort of like Facebook profiles. Like yeah, it was pretty fucked up. So like that Saturday, this past Saturday, I got a, I got uh, I was on the shop like a couple of weeks or a week or so ago, like looking at stuff. But I was looking at like Sasha and Naomi and stuff. So I got a. WWE loves to do this with the shop. Like oh, you're looking at this stuff. It's still on sale. So I got an email of all the Sasha and Naomi stuff I was looking at. Uh-huh. On Saturday night, no they had taken their stuff down, but when I got the email, I was like, well, maybe someone fucked up and that they put the merch back up. Nope, it's all gone. Mm-hmm. So I got a, I got an email from them advertising Sasha and Naomi merch that wasn't actually there when I clicked the links. That's yeah, that's a fuck up. That's a that's a that's a <laughs> some, that, that's an intern's in trouble. <laughs> like Ugh. Yeah, well, I mean they're suspended, right? 
I mean, they're, yeah, I, their contracts I, I think, are now frozen. I believe. I think. I think the suspension is the right call. <laughs> I know last week I was saying they should fire them, but I think the suspension was the right call. An indefinite suspension, strip them of the titles. Right? I think that's totally fair. Well, you can't have the titles like not. So like you can't on TV, not on TV in a sense, not on TV, essential or not being talked about because the title is a title. Like the last thing you want to do is for them to leave and have like you know your lunge blaze incident. Yeah, yeah. From way back when, I would dude, I would just get rid of the titles. I would retire the titles. Fuck those titles, they suck. I would have, I would have retired them too. Like I said, the dude, one thing you could put those tag belts on Stone Cold and The Rock. No one's gonna care. <laughs> no one cares. No one. It, you gave us something we never asked for. No one asked. There were there some rumblings of it, um, but it wasn't as big as it wasn't as big in my opinion as a mid card title. But then again, I go back to their point. No one cares about titles unless you make something of them. Dean Ambrose, one of the longest reigning U.S. champions in the history of WWE, and no one gave a shit about it because all he did was walk out on TV. But he was on TV, but he did nothing with it when yeah. he was part mm-hmm. of Michelle. It's all about doing something with the title, putting those titles in storylines that are intriguing and attractive to the audience. And they were, and creative has not been able to do them. That's, I believe, it is more of a creative problem. It's, I mean, it depends what your goal is. From creative, it depends what your goal is. Mm-hmm. Right? And from creative and Vince, that goal is really the only thing that matters, unless you can convince them. And if you can't convince them, you know, sometimes you can have the best idea in the world. A no is still a no from your boss. Right? You need, yeah. you need to, like, as a, as a talent and a creative person, this is for any creative body. You can stick by your ideas, but you need to understand who's in charge. And sometimes a no is a no. And you just got to accept that. Which is, fun, which is interesting because, again, we don't know. We don't even know who they talk to in creative. Because yeah. it sounds from the narrative that I read last week was that. Johnny, was Johnny the, Ace. Or Vince was in the know and they were like, okay, let's let's try to reorder this. Yeah. You know, so it's it's. It's very interesting. It's 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 very petty on WWE's part. It is petty. Um, it's definitely it is. Petty. so fucking petty. You know, and I think Kay, like you had said, it screams like kind of like misogyny almost in a sense. It does because like if fucking RK Bro walked out on a Raw and threw the tag titles before they unified, of course, um, if they threw mm-hmm. the wrong tag titles on Vince's desk and walked out. Their stuff would still be on the website. It would probably be put on clearance, but it would still be on the website. Their Facebooks wouldn't be deactivated. They wouldn't be called disappointments on TV. And in fact, um, they would probably get um, rewarded and heralded on social media for sticking up for themselves and fighting for what they think is right. Whereas Sasha and Naomi are going to get the hysterical woman narrative. Or the angry black woman narrative too, as well. That as well. Um, I've, I've seen, a, I've seen more, I've seen have. more people sticking up for them. At least, at least on my feeds, this is what I've been seeing. I've been seeing more people sticking up for them than actually. I've like, seen, I've seen more them. of them. I've seen more people stick up for them than other Same. people. Yeah. Doing, doing the, doing the latter. Um, it also reminds me of. Do you remember? Um, what it, I mean, his name is? Like, it's not Tahuti Miles. Um, the guy who originally won the NXT Breakout Tournament. <laughs> oh, um, uh, the, the with the T-shirt, that guy. Yeah, ACH. That guy. ACH. There we go. ACH. Yeah. Remember when ACH went ballistic? Yeah. Remember, remember he walked yeah. out. We we shit on him so hard. <laughs> yeah. But like WWE never made a statement or anything about that, which would have been the right time to do something. 
Yeah, whereas this is like an aggressive storyline. But ACH also wasn't one of you. ACH didn't WrestleMania, main event to WrestleMania, right? Sasha's one of of your top stars. It's it's happening developmental on a much smaller stage. You, You can't compare the two. I think you can like if you're not if you why are you doing it to your top star if you're not doing it and your top star's not even talking not even saying anything to bash yeah. him. ACH was blatantly trying to trying to bash the image of WWE or, and or NXT whether he was right or not he was going off on a fucking storm. Ali was kind of doing the same thing. Okay, uh, for a little bit of time. So what what what, <laughs> what would you what would you do, Ricky? Right. So you're Vince or creative. Yeah. You know, you have this situation on SmackDown, this past SmackDown. You suspended mm-hmm. Sasha and Naomi. You stripped the titles. And you have to make it make sense on TV, right? So you got you to you announce what the plan is moving forward for your audience. Mm-hmm. How do you handle it? What do you do? Well, you can say that due to... Um, due to the, uh, here's the thing, you can say everything you said without saying, without trying to destroy their character. Okay. You can say, you can literally say, due to the events of Monday, you know, um, Sasha, due to events of Monday and and creative differences, even if you want to even go that far, you know, Sasha and Naomi uh, are indefinitely suspended. Uh, Because of that, you know, they can, they are unable to defend their tag titles. So we have to strip them of their tag titles and we will uh, develop a, you can say, you can still say we can do, we're going to develop a tournament to name a future tag champion. Literally everything they said without, yeah, you know, without the editorializing the it. Yeah. Yeah. It's simple damage control. <laughs> like not for nothing. It is not difficult to be free. It costs it is not difficult to be nice. It is not. It is free to be nice to somebody, and they didn't have to talk about how Naomi and Sasha are disappointing millions of fans and six woman event that we were supposed to have. Like they didn't have to do it that way, but they chose. To, yeah, they chose right. it. Even the way, even the the post that came out is petty as fuck. Social media. Yeah, the post. The uh, post was. Yeah. Okay. No, you guys are right. I agree. You know, it's it's one of those things. Like, if there's like, there's clearly some issues there. You know, what you want to do? Because I took a class at this in undergrad, actually, where you talk about how you deal with bad press and stuff. Is that you want to be able to control the narrative to an extent, but you also don't want to put yourself in a bad position in the future. Because like, this is still something that's not settled. So you want to address it to the media. You want to address it to the press. Yes, we're aware of something's going on, and but you want to give them something to kind of keep them at base so they don't ask questions until you figure out the rest of the plan. And like we, like you, like we just said, you know, saying that due to the events, like boom, you're acknowledging the events has happened. Sasha and Naomi have been indefinitely suspended. We don't know when or if they may return. You don't even have to go that far. But you can say because of their suspension, you know, they have they have to relinquish the tax house so they are unable to defend, and we will be, you know. Crowning a tournament to, or developing a tournament to crown the new tag champions. Yeah, you stick stick to the facts. Yeah, that's yeah. all you have to do. Yeah, it's what you should you, do. It's what you should do. You want to eliminate as much speculation as possible. Yeah, yeah. I don't, w, WWE is being really feelings, stupid. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, so it's a uh, such a it's weird. A, it's such it, a weird it, situation. It, it's a shame. It's a developing story, and it's something that until it's settled, WWE is going to have to answer whether they like it or not. Yeah, as we as they should, we should hold them accountable. 
Yeah. And so we're, we'll see what happens. And we'll also see if Sasha and Naomi end up talking at some point. Whoever's podcast they land on, goddamn. Hey, man, put- I just have to ask, why'd you leave? <laughs> should, should, we, should we put in our bed? Yeah, I, no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Why not? I'm, af- oh, I, I'm afraid. I want man- I'll manifest, say it, I'm afraid. Manifest. I'm, I'm not I'm manifesting not Naomi and or Sasha speaking Breaking their silence on Kings of the Rings podcast. I have we talked. Will... I have talked too much shit on both of them. I will not be there. I am smart <laughs> enough for that. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It, it happens to it happens to the best of us. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, it's wrestling. Um, in other news, which is also very shocking, that came out very a little shocking. bit this week. Stephanie McMahon tweeted on all of her social media, on like LinkedIn, Twitter, all of her stuff, uh, stating, uh, as of tomorrow, I'm taking a leave of absence from the majority of my responsibilities at WWE. Stephanie McMahon is the chief branding officer and one of the principal owners. Uh, WWE is, is a lifelong legacy for me, and I look forward to returning to the company that I love after taking some time to focus on my family. So initially, well, what I first thought was, Oh fuck! What happened to Triple H? Maybe. Me too. Yeah. Well, actually, my first thought was, how old are her kids? Uh, uh, She's got three daughters. Three daughters. I think they're entering their what early teens. I want to say at the earliest, one of them was probably like in the mid-teens. Yeah. Right. Right. So they're they're just old enough to almost be self-sufficient. So. I, maybe mm. she just wants to enjoy the last few years. That was my first thought. She just wants to enjoy the last few years of her children before they're actually teenagers and shitty. Um, mm. But yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of Triple H. I was like, oh, he's not taking a leave of absence. He's fine. He's like back at work. My first, my first thought was Trips, although I did hear that Triple H is returning to his responsibilities. Yeah. Not NXT, but he's, re- he's returning to more of a full-time schedule, which is great to hear. Or maybe it's Linda. You know, her grandmother's also still alive. Vince's mom is still alive. Mm. So, mm-hmm. it, honestly, maybe she just needs some time <laughs> off. You know, she's been doing this for how many years? Her, like, whole life? <laughs> right? And, you know, after that thing with Triple H, she's probably like, dude, I, I, I need some time off. Like, I've been taking care of trips and this company. I need some me time. You know, it, it could yeah. be it could be anything. Uh, I wish yeah. I wish her the best. I hope everything's okay, and she deserves some time off. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if there's anyone that consistently gives WWE good PR, it's Stephanie McMahon. She's a phenom- yeah. She's a phenomenal voice for the business. Terrible, terrible voice for the on-screen product because everyone hates her. Like everyone on screen hates her, but like off camera, behind the scenes, she is like the best person in that company. She's probably the hardest working and the best representative of that company. Yeah, without oh without, for sure. Uh, Without her, uh, they do not do as much philanthropic work as they do. Definitely not. Yeah. And yeah, branding. She, she's really good at branding. That's why she's the she's chief of it. so <laughs> fucking good at branding. Oh, my God. It's almost like she was in a sorority. That's how good at branding she is, but she's I not know, in a sorority. right? Well, I mean, I guess wrestling kind of a sorority, if you think. Like, the, the girls' locker room's definitely some kind. They haze the fuck out of you in that locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, more power to Stephanie because, I mean, her and Trips are going to take over the company one day. Hopefully. One day. We've been saying that for years. <laughs> Vince's mom is still alive. Did I mention yeah. that? And Vince looks <laughs> yes. like he's mummified. Like he, goes, he goes to bed wrapped in toilet paper. <laughs> um. So, yeah, more, more power to Stephanie. I mean, if it's just a break, she deserves it. Like, let her, let her rock. Let her live, man. I, yeah. I hope she's back soon, though. I miss her. I honestly, I I can't believe I'm saying this. I miss her on TV. She's a yeah. She, it's she's been a, a while. 
she is a little bit of an annoying presence because of the voice, but like, I, there's a charm in heel Stephanie. I like, I like, I don't know. I watched her evil, and I was like, I get it, dude. This, um, there's something sexy about Stephanie McMahon. I don't know what it is, but it's there. Always has been. Yeah. Always has. Yeah, even on them big old fake titties. Like, I can't <laughs> stand big fake tits. But even with those, she still has that one thing of just goddamn. Your power is sexy. <laughs> is it when she screams? It might be. Is the crinkling of the nose? I think it's when she stands over people. Uh. It's just like, Steph, I want you to belittle me. <laughs> I'm not like that at all, but Stephanie, I am. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, she, Yankees up one nothing. All right, Yanks. All right, yeah. So uh, get, get your, get your well deserved break, Stephanie. Uh, moving along, before we get to AEW, I know, Kay, you really want to go off about this, so I'm going to give you Beth. Uh, so I will give you some. I will give you some context uh, before you have your moment, because I know this is a moment that's really, really hit close to you. Um, so Ringside News is one of those dirt cheap websites or whatever. But apparently, apparently was backed by the USA Network financially. Um, and then out of nowhere, Ringside News initially put up this tweet. Oh, Ringside News put this up? Yeah. Oh, shit, someone's fired. <laughs> Ringside News no. put this up. And then, like, that will, this wasn't the end. It continued. I didn't know it was that, because Ringside News is, like, a legitimate... Yeah, it was backed it, by the USA it, Network. An individual personality from Ringside News also tweeted shit on his own <laughs> personal Twitter as well. Yeah, wouldn't go on going on. USA Network got wind of it and responded in the tweet like, oh, thanks for letting us know. We're going to look into this. They responded by saying, after looking into this, we are pulling all of our financial backing out of Ringside News. I did see that, but I didn't know it was for this. I thought, I thought that was Good. completely unrelated to wrestling. It was for this. Okay, do you have any more info about what? how did this come to be? Um, Hold on, I'm going to go on to Twitter. I heard different things. I heard heard his what's his name i don't know his name i'm going on twitter now to find out his name but apparently he was drunk because i saw a video of him um talking about how AEW's first women's champion was put on a man first of all um apart from the fact that trans women are women nyla rose was not the first AEW champion so not only is he transphobic he's he's transphobic he's stupid um, this is why you should never so... drink and tweet. If you're drinking, no, but he did like uh, it looked. It looked like it looked like an Instagram live or something. You, you went live, even worse. There was a live video <laughs> about him being transphobic. I don't know what platform it was on, but he was live, like talking about it. Um, did he they delete it? Probably. Let's see. There's so, something to not go live for. Yeah, dude, you can't be tweeting that on an official. Like, you got a blue check mark there. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you can't be. You can't be. You can't be tweeting that from like your business account. Or you should. Well, be, you should be tweeting the, from your personal account either. Well, this is the thing. Um, the guy on Ringside News did delete his Twitter. 
Because yeah, no I, shit. I wonder why. Gone. They're gone. <laughs> so I bet people are harassing the fuck out of that guy. There were several met there were several tweets about how AEW and Tony Khan apparently they DM'd Tony Khan as well. <laughs> That's ballsy. He, Even for a drunk. He DM'd Tony Khan saying that that he put the AEW women's champion on a man. And they made say he made several tweets about the AEW women's champion being a man and being very transphobic. And like so many wrestling fans liked and supported that. And it's like disturbing to me how like fucked up wrestling fans are and how scary that for me, at least how scary it is mm-hmm. to be a trans wrestling creator because I worry all the time, like, if my transness affects our show. Because so many wrestling fans are transphobic. Not for us, Kay. Fuck well, it does. Yeah. So, like, it's just this whole how the internet treats trans people and then seeing it, like, hit so close to home, like, with wrestling, for me, has been just hard to swallow. She's like, I am, I live, like, literally the trans flag is literally right in front of me. Like, right now, like, I live in, like, in a pretty much almost all trans house. Like, I'm in a trans relationship. Like, my job supports, like, trans people, and I work alongside other trans people. And Mm -hmm. it's really shitty to see, like, professional sources, like, ringside news just, like, discrediting all of that, saying that, like, trans women are men. Because it's not that's not how that is, and you're a sick fuck if you think that. It was just come, and like I, come it at came me. out of left field too. Yeah, so random. I'll say I'll say you're wrong. I'll I'll, I'll say you're definitely wrong if you think that. Yeah, it, it's you comes are, out of left field and good for good for USA Network for being like, yeah, no, we're we're out of here. Like, <laughs> like unequivocally wrong. Yeah, Swift and Swift action was done. So yeah, fuck ringside news. So, I was talking about my stern sheets anyways. I did not know like I, it was surprised me that they were actually financially backed by like anybody. Yeah, by anybody. <laughs> like bro, the new this um, news you're covering is fake. That's something also also something me and Zarian talked about. Scoops off. Shameless plug for right here for me. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that like the fact that wrestling news, <laughs> it's like it's a whole news business and organization and like industry. Focus around something that's literally fake. Yeah. Like all of your news it's is insane. technically fake news, which is really funny. <laughs> it's really insane. I know when ESPN was covering it a little, a little bit more intensively, they actually did good uh, shoot articles on a lot of the performers. Good. Like they they covered they covered a lot of good wrestling content, um, but like the average Joe Smo like wrestling news source is always. About fake news. Which is, look, again, Ny- Nyla, Nyla deserves zero hate from anybody. Like, obviously, because she's a person. But also, I mean, you, you can have that conversation about uh, trans athletes, male to female and female to male. I don't want to have that conversation. But that conversation just doesn't apply to Nyla Rose. Period. It's wrestling. Yeah. Like, it's – like the, if it's one place trans athletes should definitely be welcome <laughs> for any reason, it's fucking wrestling. Of all the sports, yeah. of yeah. all the sports, it's wrestling because it's it's not it's it's choreographed fighting. It's like, yeah, Nyla Rose. My one critique of Nyla would be this: listen, you have to be a little more careful 
around the wrestlers, which she has been. She hasn't wrestled. She hasn't hurt anybody, as far as I know, as far as I can remember. No, she had that one instance with Britt. I was like, ooh, that's kind of scary. Yeah, but that's it's also wrestling, and shit happens. Yeah. And you yeah. learn from that. Yeah, and then you learn from that. Like Nyla is a <laughs> great wrestler. She's very careful in the ring. She's a great character. I like her with Vicky. You know, she's I a little bit. She's a little bit of a one trick pony, but she's still green. And there's yeah. there's no problem with her holding the title because it's wrestling. Yeah. You know, she's not going for a gold medal with a broken freaking neck here, right? <laughs> Kurt Angle just had surgery, by Double the way. Double knee surgery. Hope he's doing well. Yeah. Hey, hey, don't, give oh, don't, don't give him Vicodin. Don't give him Vicodin. What I'm interested to see before we move on to AEW and uh, Double or Nothing, which everybody's here for anyways, is that um, Sunny Kiss, who... Is well, would you say would you would you identify K as what gender not performing or they go by both male and female pronouns? I I don't I don't know exactly how Sunny identifies, but I know that she uses uh, she her and he him pronouns. Yeah, so she can. But I've heard gender fluid. Gender fluid. I've I heard gender fluid used mm-hmm. to describe Sunny, but I'm not sure how Sunny herself identifies. Yeah, and Sunny hasn't been featured on AEW in a very, very long time. I would be interested to see if Sunny gets a push, what titles uh, they would have Sunny go for if it was a singles title. Her and Jade, baby. Put, I don't think. I would love to see her and Jade for the TBS. That would be sick. I don't think they're ever going to push Sunny, and it's really sad. I, I read something's been like 580 days since Sunny's been on Dynamite. It's a heavy roster, dude. It's a full roster. Yeah. A lot with a lot of great talent. Yeah. If you want Sunny Kiss on TV, that, that's great. I would love to see Sunny Kiss on TV. Who do you take off of TV? Jeff Hardy? Mike, no, it's not <laughs> Keith, even that. My Keith question Lee is where do you. <laughs> Swervely, as they call themselves now, Thunder uh, Thunder Rosa. Like she isn't on TV either. Like who who would you take off? Who would you take off of TV to put Sunny? Thunder Rosa is the champion. Yeah, yeah she's champ. But you got the Owen Hart Cup right now. Yeah, my question. She's for still you, been like, on TV. Even greater questions. Not even like who do you take off TV? Where do you put Sunny in the first place? Someone who's gender fluid. Um, I feel against, like they would against put Sunny Rose. With ben. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I don't know. Like, where do you where do you put where do you put them or her? Dude, don't think about uh, it too much. It's wrestling. Sunny Kiss is small enough to work perfectly well with women, women, and athletic enough to work perfectly well with men. Like I know that's 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 the interesting conundrum. I'm put them like, anywhere, dude. Doesn't matter. Him and yeah. Sammy would have great matches. I would love to see. I, think, I would love to see them use Sunny interchangeably between both divisions. Yeah, dude, that'd be great. I'd love to see that. That'd be great. <laughs> Because I think that's a niche that no company has done in, that's in the spotlight. Yeah, dude, it's wrestling. And people, I, yeah. people will I get it. I think that would be great. Yeah. I just don't think network TV is ready for it. <sighs> I don't no, know. no, I think I think network TV. Well, men hitting women. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a risk, but I think it's a I think it's a good risk for them to take. It's like you can't you couldn't do strikes. I think it could. I, I, I think mean, I think to... I think network TV would have a problem with a person with a penis sla- hitting a woman, even if it's fake fighting. It depends. I mean, it's like it, it's like it works on Impact, but Impact's not on network TV. Um, yeah, it's not on TNT, dude. They, I know, I know, they know <laughs> drama, but that's a little too much drama. <laughs> I, it's yeah. one of those things where, like, you might. It, it's like 
you have to flesh out Sonny as a person and as a character, so that when you, so when you bring the when you bring the idea to network heads, they're like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like totally. there almost has to be a dedicated plan. So dark is, it is. Yeah, which is which is a shame because like I want I, I I would love for Sonny to have a dedicated plan of how do you which I think is also probably the issue like how do you have somebody who's gender, like how do you create a dedicated plan for somebody who's gender fluid which is such a new territory for professional wrestling. Yeah, man, that's the problem with being a trailblazer. No one knows what the fuck you're supposed you to, do. to do. No but... one knows what you're supposed <laughs> to do. <laughs> you gotta keep trying, but let's move on. Uh, because we can talk about all those topics at nauseam. AW Double or Nothing is coming live from Las Vegas uh, this Sunday I'm excited. at T-Mobile Arena. So I looked at the card. It's a very, very good card, minus the Owen Hart tournament stuff, which we don't know who who's going to be in the finals yet, because I think that's going on tonight as we were doing the show. But we're going to start at the top of the card, or presumably the top of the card, depending if Anna Crate in the arena goes on last. But my top of the card is obviously the AEW World Championship champion Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk. Kay, are you actually going to pick Hangman Adam Page? So this is the thing. I'm, like, confused about this. Why? Because fucking... Forbidden next month in Chicago. Yes. And yes. I'm unsure if CM Punk and I am and I am unsure will CM Punk win the title in Chicago or walk into Chicago with the title. I think <laughs> I think <And> Hangman <laughs> is gonna have a massive heel turn. I mean yeah. I think like Kenta think shows up and think it's a run it back situation. No, I I think I think I don't know. I th- I have a feeling they want to do GTS versus GTS at Forbidden Door. Yeah, Punk versus yeah. Kenta. Which please, Punk ever- said no. Did he say no? Yeah. All right. Well, I I, th- I still think Hangman should have a massive heel turn. Someone someone jumps him. And it's a it's a smallest finish, which is rare for AEW. But or maybe after the match, Hank turns heel. I don't know. I think Hangman turns heel and keeps the belt. Yeah, like, I won't be upset if Punk loses. I mean, I won't be happy or anything, but, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It's Forbidden Doors what's fucking me up. And how close is What is Forbidden Door again? June. End of June? I think. Okay. I think it's, like, Pride. I think it's Pride weekend, actually. Gotcha. So whatever you do, like, this is a big... Whatever you do in this match has to lead into Forbidden Door, especially if this match is the end of all is is the end of the show. Because AEW is known for doing some big surprises. I expect somebody from New Japan to show up at at a, at Double or Nothing. Yeah, you know, and if Forbidden Door is not sold out yet, which it probably will be leading into the leading the month leading into it, it probably will get there. I can't, and this is no disrespect to Hangman Page. But CM Punk's the bigger star. And you want to make a statement with Forbidden Door. And I can see Punk with that title going into Chicago, going up against who the fuck ever from NJPW, like Punk versus Okada. Or whoever the NJPW world champion is, Punk Naito. I'd I'd rather see Hangman Okada, to be honest. 
it's probably a better matchup to be honest with you, but I think it's a the grab is punk as champion. Like it's it's like it's whatever you want. There goes K again. It's either like you you have Punk win the title in Chicago, which will be a huge pop, or Punk comes into Chicago as a champion, which is still a pretty huge pop, and he faces off in, a, in some sort of NJPW dream match. Yeah, AEW is kind of like who do you want to pander to? <laughs> <laughs> which, well, which faction of the marks do you want to pander to? I think I think Punk leaves. I think Punk goes into Chicago as AEW World Champion. It's it's. I mean, man, I would I would totally agree with you. But this build for this match, Hangman Hangman has looked very very good. Mm-hmm. He's looked great. So I think he's he, I think he has he's had a little more life in his title run. And I think there's some gas still left in that tank. Because be- before this the- before this build, I was like, this title means like it's just like, yeah, it's his run's kind of meh, not his fault, but it's just meh. Nah, dude, he's he's upped his promos. He's a little more vicious, he's a little more of a mean streak, a little more of an attitude. I th- I think mm. we're just seeing the beginning of Hangman. And TK is big on him. Yeah. Like, I don't even anyone to the cop. Um <laughs> Shout out to Emmanuel Fontanet from uh, YouTube. He says, Punk has to win on Sunday. Punk winning the title in Chicago will cause a meltdown. That is very true. Like, I can see Punk winning the title in Chicago causing, like, you know, like, like the, it would be like the Cubs winning. Yeah, again. The World Series. Again, yeah. So I think Punk, Le- I also think Punk winning, I don't know, he's doing it in Vegas, never mind. I was going to say Punk winning in Chicago would be a little too cliche, but wrong pay-per-view. Yeah. It's it's a tall. I I don't know if Hangman wins. Hangman has to run through at Forbidden Door too. I mean, I think the, the fact that it's flip a coin means you got to buy the pay per view, and they don't pay me. And they don't pay me to say matchup. that. It makes yeah. a great matchup. It's a great main event. I'm 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 gonna pay for it. I'm excited. Yeah. So let's move on to Anarchy in the Arena, also formerly known as Stadium Stampede, except we're not in the stadium. We're going to be in an arena. And what better place to do it than a T-Mobile Arena in Vegas? So expect a bunch of Vegas shenanigans to happen. You have the Jericho Appreciation Society versus John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Santana, Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston. Who cares who wins? It's just going to be really entertaining. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, who cares who wins is right. I thought D. Bry was hurt. Or Brydy, excuse me. I guess not. Oh, no, he was hurt. So this, this might change because he got like... Oh, he got, he got he stuck between like the ramp and the stage or something? Yeah, like before the show. And like he was like stuck there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. So it might not be Brian Dennis. Which, dude, they, <laughs> they got to stop. They got to like fix their... Same for Ar- it happened to Arn Anderson too. Like on TV, yeah, you they've got to do something about that. They gotta fix their setup, man. Mm-hmm. Did, yeah, we, did we lose K? Really okay, still here. No, I think we lost K. Let me check my phone. I don't see them blinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know. I I got the I no longer here. Okay, no man. <sighs> Uh, yeah, I think we lost guys. That's just it's just us guys now. The Jericho Appreciation Society, for over 11 <laughs> weeks, being a primary force in sports, entertainers. Dude, it's so clever. I love it. This, the Jericho mm-hmm. Appreciation Society is way more entertaining than, than it should be. Yeah, and I think they're going to get their comeuppance. Yeah, I, bro, you, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Probably. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun matchup. 
Moxley is gonna. I hope they. I hope. I hope Bridey gets replaced by William Regal. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Or like Tajiri shows up. That'd be really funny. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to the AEW Women's Championship, which my, I'm so happy they changed that title. It looks so good still. You have a champion, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb, yeah. formerly of the uh, Straight Edge Society. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a shame, but I feel like the TBS Championship is a lot more entertaining. You're not Britt Baker. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I found out she still is like a live, actually practicing dentist. Interesting. This, I guess, a side hustle. Yeah, one, like one she million dollars she... isn't enough for you, Britt. <laughs> she, apparently, she like yeah, she leaves and then you know takes red eyes to you know see her patients. Which power to you? That's dedication. Good for her, I guess. Right? Yeah. Um, I love the title, but it's just like. Thunder and Serena, it'll be it'll, okay. Good matchup. It's not entertaining to me. Nah, me neither. You know, because they don't have enough of those. They have a right. Here's the thing with WWE compared uh, AEW compared to WWE's women's division. It's like AEW has the right titles for them. Yeah, they just don't have the right characters holding the title, except for Jade. But we don't have the right women's women's wrestling characters you know it, what I it's, mean? A, it's the same problem dude if you're gonna if you're gonna give these women time on tv and more attention you gotta take attention away from someone else it's just like i think the other people getting attention are more interesting people and characters i wonder who writes for the women if not other women like i know creative has usually been a male dominated uh, profession in wrestling so i've always wondered how much of a female influence is done on female storylines well it used to be brandy right was it was it really Brandy? I think, I think Brandy was heavily involved with the women's division. Was she not? I, I don't know. I don't know if Brandy was heavily involved in anything. <laughs> I feel like Brandy was always really aloof of stuff. Remember we shared her? She was a she was a chief marketing <laughs> officer. Remember we shout her for that? She was like, what's her experience? Oh, she was a cheerleader. <laughs> oh, it's also very good, very good inside by my man Emmanuel Fontanetti because as much as I love Dean's Women of a Thousand Holds looks, it is kind of a Dean Malenko thing. The match isn't going to be as good as advertised. You're, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. So let's move on. Uh, by the way, Thunder Rosa advances. AW World Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Match. Uh, Swerve Lee, Keith Lee, and Swerve versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks versus the champions of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I like this. Who takes these titles? Because Jungle Boy and Christian are having their split up soon. Yeah, they're, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are not leaving Vegas with those titles. I... <sighs> I don't get it, dude. They were such a hot act. I... And then they won the titles, and they really fizzled and they cooled out. off. Yeah. yeah. Do they have the? Uh, do they have the Moxley curse? Where you're better in the chase? Uh, they might, dude. And I think it might it might be the same thing for Jungle Boy as a, sing, as a just, single star. Some people are just better in the chase, and once you get there, there's nothing you can do because your like, character is like yeah, dude. Wall. You your arc has been filled. Yeah. Like here, you, fuck. We got We need a new arc. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, um, I like Swerve Lee winning the tag belts. I like powerhouse. <laughs> I I don't I don't care about Swerve Lee. I mean, they're they're they have good chemistry. Their finisher is really cool. Yeah. Um, but, they, they would have been a great tag team in WWE if both of them stayed or weren't let go. Yeah, I could have seen them as a fucking dope tag team. Um, but Powerhouse and Starks would also make sense too. This might this match might surprise people. It's gonna be a great match, dude. I have no doubt about that. Yeah, we we were watching. Uh, I was watching AEW at home with like my parents and Uncle Phil in the room, and Jungle Boy came yeah. out. I go, "Hey, mom, see that guy on the right with the hair, the bushy hair? Yeah, that's Luke Perry's son." She goes. What did she say? She goes. Really? From that 0210? She's like, yeah, yeah. Luke was more handsome. <laughs> <laughs> At least your mom kept it real. <laughs> and, uh, did you did you watch um the MJF the strapping Wardlow with the belt? No, I did not. So Wardlow no sold it. My dad just goes. So uh, how they faking that? And I go, I, go, I don't know. My he, Wardlow turns his back, just welts on him. I go, oh, they're not. <laughs> he's, he's just that tough. <laughs> he's, he's no sells it. Like the first 70 is no sells. Jesus. Like that, because remember how Cody oversold? Yeah. Wardlow is just like, nah, just fuck you. Fucking cut. Although, ironically, Cody selling this past week on Raw, perfect. Dude, I love Cody. He I, became the ultimate babyface after uh, after this Monday. Dude, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he's he's the exact same Cody as he was in AEW, and I told you this was gonna happen. And it just works in WWE. As soon as he left, I was like, he's gonna go to WWE and be the mass most massive babyface, and he's gonna do the exact. Same. I don't. I still don't get it. He doesn't bleed as much, dude. The magic worked on me too. Like I don't even know how I'm. I don't, I don't know why I love Cody. <laughs> I am also the hypocrite here. I hated Cody. I, I love Cody in AEW. I think he left his boots. I was like, all right, fuck you, Cody. And now I'm annoyed. But now I was just like, Cody, leave your boots in the ring after every match in WWE. It's better. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, my prediction swervely will picks Hobbs and Starks. Yeah. Okay, so wherever we got Jungle Boy, great, love it. Yeah, great, awesome. All right, TBS Championship. Um, which oh God, stop naming titles after networks, but still, it's a great looking title. Jade Cargill versus Anna J. Anna J. The sympathetic babyface, but mm, it's all about Jade for me. Yeah, dude. Jay, I'm a big fan of Jade Cargill as well. I'm a big Jade Cargill fan. I don't know when Red Velvet turned heel, but I, I do like a Red Velvet heel as well. You know, I'm a big Jade Cargill. She has next AEW Women's Champion written all over her. The champ champ? Yeah, I think she becomes champ champ. I would also love to see her hold both titles. I don't think that's going to happen. She needs to drop, but <clears throat> at one point, she's going to win that AEW Women's title because she deserves it. I think she is the next, she's the next big champion for the Women's Division. Yeah. She's got the look. She's got the talk. She's gorgeous, you know, like she can't wait to see her on WWE. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, can't wait to see her contracts up and WWE makes her a mega star. Her and and Charlotte are going to tear down a SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. Those two athletic freaks of same height. They're just like, we got Charlotte and black Charlotte. Like, Okay. (laughs) 
No, yeah. Let's go Black Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, Jade's Jade's gonna make a lot of money. Yeah. Very soon. Yeah. There's like, 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 don't worry, honey. We're gonna teach you to work in a performance center. <laughs> we spent twenty million dollars on this thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. We know what we're doing. <laughs> you can pick. You can pick one of your besties. Only one of them, though. <laughs> Is it called like the baddies or the something? Baddies. Sorry, baddies. <laughs> Pick one of your baddies. I kind of like the baddies too. There's like facts. They speak in unison, and they kind of repeat what she says. It's like it's it's very mean. It's like very Mean Girls. Yeah, it's very. It's just like oh, this is this feels so scripted, but it works. It's weird. (laughs) Like you rehearsed this, (laughs) but I love how she does with her. on Twitter, she tries to like she like buys AW tickets for women, and she creates her own baddie section in the arenas that she goes to. She buys all those tickets. I know she was doing it for a while because I know Kim. Shout out to Antisocial Kim. Want to be part of the baddie section when they went to Jersey? That's but pretty. She, that's that's she, class, dude. <laughs> that's dedication to the gimmick, and I respect mm-hmm. the fuck out of that. Because she was like, tell me where you're from. She just put out a Twitter thing, like, tell me where you're from, because I want to get a baddie section in every arena that we go to. Or something like that. But I love it. Like, I love it. Like, that's, that's, that is perfect. It, that's perfect fan interaction. Do you think that you think those are a tax write off? She's an independent contractor. Probably. Yo, those are definitely a tax write-off. Those are <laughs> a thousand percent a tax write-off. Probably got a dope-ass uh, accountant for that, too. Yeah, dude, it's her manager. He handles all that. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Smart Mark Sterling or whatever his name is? <laughs> Great yeah. name, by the way. Yeah, Jade. Jade's winning this. I am team Big Jade. Big fan of Jade Cargill. She's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on. Uh Show stealer because Marks, the elite versus the elites, Young Bucks versus the Hardys. We've seen this before, not in AEW. It's going to be wild. It's going to be great. Kick, yeah. off the, kick off the show, please. I go with the Bucks. Well, I, I hope so. I think so. <laughs> For argument's sake, because Kay's out here, I'm going with the Hardys. Let's go, Young Bucks. I mean, it's a, somebody's going to, here's what's going to happen. There's going to be some crazy moves you've never seen before. You've seen a thousand times because it's the Bucks and Hardys. Uh, Jeff's going to jump up something big. Yeah. Uh, one of the older brothers is going to hurt their back. Yep. <laughs> although although I, I can also, I see the young Bucks having zero issue putting over the Hardys. Zero issue. Well, I mean, because didn't the Hardys put them over when they left for WWE? Probably. Because I think, I think the, the Hardys match? Bunch, yeah, the ladder match. Yeah. So probably, yeah. Yeah, I've seen the Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm going cool with the with, I'm cool with either team winning it. Does it really doesn't make a difference? It, this is your quintessential dream match. It's yeah. a great match. I mean, dream matches, you sometimes the winner don't matter. Yeah, as long as the match is good. Exactly, which it will be. All that matters. So I'm I, I'm going with the Bucks, but I'd be happy with the Hardys. That's cool. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, trios match. You have Death Triangle, uh, Pentagon, uh, Phoenix, and Pac Ugh. versus House of Black, Murphy, uh, whatever House of Black's name is in AWN. Dude, I actually don't know that other guy. Both of these teams are a giant dud for me. <laughs> it's just like, I forgot you guys were on TV. <laughs> like, you want to put Sunny Kiss on TV? I would consider cutting this. 
<laughs> that bad? Although, but like these six people need to be on TV, though. Well, these this four, at least four a, of them do. I would also use this as your kickoff match. Yeah, they do. Okay, that's fine. You can see that too. I'm going with Deptron because I'm a big Pentagon fan. I'm going with House of Black because the internet, it's only a matter of time for the internet gets frustrated that Alistair Black isn't doing anything again. <laughs> Give it two weeks. That's Tony Khan's biggest fear. Uh-oh, we angered the Marks. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm a big Pentagon fan. I know he does Sierra Miano way too much in the match, but it's still fun. Dude, I am not a Pentagon fan. In fact, I dislike Pentagon. He just annoys me. It's just uh, like, so, why mm-hmm. do people like you? I liked you when you were with Vampiro and uh, Lucha Underground. That's when I liked you. Mm-hmm. Also, Ray Phoenix is doesn't have any remorse for his body whatsoever. I love Ray Phoenix. On the other hand, Ray Phoenix. <laughs> Ray <laughs> Phoenix! <laughs> Ray Phoenix is going to get a black mask to the face during this match. It's going to be amazing. He's going to do a black mask into a 450. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's going to do, like, three backflips after taking a black mask. Yeah. So, I have Dev Triangle, Will has House of Black. Uh, let's move on to the buy-in, I believe. Yes. The buy-in, a.k.a. the Wait, what, what about Andre F. and Wardlow? Oh, I thought that was on this week. No, it's on the pay-per-view. Oh, I didn't. I didn't find it on the card. My bad. Really? I didn't find it. Yeah. Fuck out of here! You'll have to be lying to me. I'm not lying to you. Let me Google this. Because I, I literally thought it was happening this Wednesday. If so, we can talk about MJF and Wardlow. I just don't have a graphic for it. Because I could not find. Yeah, no, it's 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 on double or nothing. Okay, so what what is the stipulation for that? This week is the cage match. That's um, what I saw all over. Yeah, this week is Sean Spears versus MJF uh, versus Wardlow for the cage match with, with MJF as special guest. On uh, the okay. pay-per-view is MJF versus Wardlow. Uh, MJF. Singles match? Yes. MJF. MJF. Shenanigans. MJF. But, dude, yeah. Wardlow. Wardlow is, like, approaching Goldberg 98 over. No way. And they got the Wardlow. Like, dude, he is is very, very much over right now. So AEW needs to be very, very careful. With what you do with with him. what they do with him and MJF. Because MJF is in legitimate contract disputes with with, Mm -hmm. with AEW. MJF wants $5 million, which is the highest tier they have in AEW. $5 million per year? Yeah. So right now, like Moxley gets five million. I think Brian gets five million. Punk gets five million. Do you think he's worth five? MJF, I do. Yeah. I do. How long does he want for? I don't know. Just five million a year. Hmm. That's a lot of investment in someone that they haven't made. They haven't put a belt on yet. He doesn't need a belt, dude. Because he doesn't, I guess. Dude, it, you pay him five. You do save five million. A watcher make a hundred million in WWE. That's also a thing as well. It's one of those things where, like, you can. If I'm MJF, I'm gonna say, "Where's my money going? Where am I gonna make the most money? And where am I gonna where am I gonna have the potential to gain extra money?" Yeah. Oh, uh, MJF is gonna is going to contract them out. They're gonna. It's, he is that bidding war. That's not a. That's not a gimmick. That's not a work. He knows that's real, and yeah. he's making it even more real. MJF yeah. is very very smart. He has he has all the power 
He's a very intelligent individual, yes. He is going to make a ridiculous he, – he, I think he's on a million dollars right now when he first signed. Okay. And he was like 23 years old, so he was happy with that, and he wasn't proven yet. But right now, mm. he thinks he's worth $5 million right now. Right? It's like by the time his contract's up, he knows he's going to be worth probably more than $5 more. Million. Yeah. Like, yeah, you give him $5 million. I don't he's think so young I don't, and he's not in wrestling prime either. Like it's there's a lot of potential for MJF. I mean, put this lot. put it this way. AEW will pay more than WWE for MJF. I think they have to. Which is why he, I think they're going to. Because I, I think they have no choice because it's one thing to lose Cody. Because Cody's a little bit of a different story. Yeah. But MJF is the, like, Cody helped create it. But MJF is supposed to be one of the people that you're supposed to be the foundation of your company. You called him a pillar. Yeah, you exactly. Have, you have labeled him an essential worker. Yeah. Don't be surprised much. when they ask for a fucking raise. <laughs> exactly. You know, so if, if I don't know, and this is all just, you know, sp- speculation, but I don't know what AEW does if you lose one of your pillars. I don't know. You know, ask, ask Jade Cargill when she happens. Yeah, right. But like, that's a huge blow. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but she's blow. And you're right. If they don't start treating Jade Cargill better, she's jumping ship. If she's if she'll, she's if she's smart, she's jumping ship. And she'll blow up in WWE. I think <laughs> I think MJF would be very successful in WWE. I think he would be massively. I think his character would be much better and the wrestling would be much better in AEW. So selfishly, I want him in AEW, but Mm -hmm. he will have a magnificent Hall of Fame career in WWE. He's He's that good. He's a piper. He'll have to be severely watered down, though. I don't know how watered down. I mean... Severely. They're publicly traded. Hmm fair but i think he can make that work oh yeah i'm not saying he can't i'm just you saying know. that's what's gonna happen i see him as a Miz level talent that's not a knock at the Miz or anybody like that's a great career to have so i'm not on either of them yeah no he will be yeah. <laughs> he will just be a better version of the Miz. and I, I i selfishly selfishly would love to see Miz versus mjf don't even wrestle just go promo for promo Dude, I want to see them as a tag team. I want to see them. Do, I, I want to see them like. Can you see? Can I want to. See, I want to see their ride along. I want to see. I want to see everything. Can you believe Miz and MJF is like best friends? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what? I want to see them cuck Dolph Ziggler. All right. I want. To, I want to see them have Dolph Ziggler be in the group. And just go. No. 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 Dolph. Let's go take the pin. That's what you're here for. Like I want. I want them just all of it. I want all of it. All right. That's what I Miz want. And, Miz and MJF as a tag team would be unbearable, but amazing to watch on TV. Dude, I want it like I want them versus RK Bro immediately. <laughs> hey, Randy, is it just me or are these guys like really annoying, Randy? You know I know a thing about annoying. Remember my cousin Gretchen? Remember how annoying she was, Randy? Randy, you want to go like this? Different animals come my sandals. I don't know how that happens, Randy. I think it's a god. Randy, do you believe in God? Do you, Randy? <laughs> All right, hopefully, Randy Orton's okay. It almost made it sound like he died. Yeah, like, what, ha- what, hap- what happened to Randy? I didn't watch Raw this week. So Riddle came out by himself, and I'm like, this is a bold move, WWE. Um, to have Riddle come out by himself. And he talks about how before the match, 
excuse me, when they unified the titles, that Riddle, that Randy could barely walk. And that he re-injured his back and he's and he's at home resting. And then Riddle went off to say, like, he doesn't know if RK Bro's gonna ever be a thing again. Uh, and all of that stuff, and that he loves Randy and, and everything like that. So well, I hear Edge is hiring. <laughs> Hold on to that thought, because we are going to talk about that. Um, but let's go to the buy-in real quick before we end up before we end double or nothing. Uh, the buy-in pre-show match essentially going to be streaming live on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, you have Hook and Danhausen in a tag match versus Tony Nese. And smart Mark Sterling. Zero issue with this. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> this is perfect for the buying because the crowd is just like, it's a good warm-up match for the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Hook and Danhausen win. Absolutely. A thousand yeah. percent. Hook and Danhausen win. Uh, for us, because everybody loves Hook. Danhausen's a weird man, but he works. <laughs> And yeah, you got it there. So double or nothing again this uh this Sunday Memorial Day weekend, eight PM on pay per view. It's gonna be like what, fifty bucks? Or something Probably. like that. Fifty bucks. Uh what are we rating this out of crowns, out of ten crowns? Eight crowns. I would go for a solid eight two. Um yeah. I think it's gonna be a good show. It also depends on what happens at the end of that show. Um, but if anarchy in the arena is a dud, this could drop significantly. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But moving on, before we wrap up the show, it's going to go into our future shock segment where we try to predict something in wrestling that is going to happen in the future. And this week, I am focusing on Judgment Day. Which, by the way, bravo to Edge because he's making these guys, he's making Priest and Rhea mean something again. Priest needs to touch up on his promos a tiny bit. It's, oh, it's got him. It's got him better with Edge there. I mean, yeah, it's, no, he's in a he's in a he's in the best spot he can be in right now. Yeah, Rhea needs a little warming up to this, but the, she just got there. Okay, here's here's what I okay them individually in this like when they do stuff individually, it's kind of like eh, but them all together, the presence and the, the, the it it works. Oh yeah, it's. I don't know how to describe it, but like it works. But like them individually is kind of like an F for me. But the group it's as a whole works. Mm-hmm. So Edge recently has in the past week or two weeks. Oh yeah, has been I love the teasing, dude. During the pots, tremendously by posting pictures of random WWE talent, past and present. Uh, Champa was one. Who else was it? Corey Graves, baby. Corey Graves. Uh, Paige was a popular one, which I was like, oh, that's saucy there, Edge. That would be great. Um, I gotta, I gotta look at the other ones that he did, because there's a couple of them. <laughs> Beth Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, a couple of days ago, or yesterday, it was Bailey. There's Bailey, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Liv Morgan, Corey Graves, Paige, and Champa. So out of those, or someone else random, who is? Because Ed said we're still hiring. Who is the fourth member of Judgment Day? Okay, here's this is gonna sound out of, <laughs> out, out of right out of left field, but that's why I like it. Gilbert, Corey Graves actually. Uh, however, Corey Graves doesn't wrestle. Corey Graves stays on the mic. 
Oh, he becomes the mouthpiece? He becomes the mouthpiece who's there the entire show. Like Paul Heyman used to be when he was the mouthpiece of ECW. Yeah, like, or like Michael Cole did with The Miz. Um... Or, or 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 um or Dusty Rhodes did with the NWO like that kind of thing hasn't been done in a while and Corey Graves already has that character and it's a good counter to, it's a good uh counter to Pat McAfee on SmackDown who's a character in and of himself. Huh. It's also the exact opposite of, of Pat yeah. McAfee. Just have him be a massive heel on commentary as an official member of Judgment Day. Interesting. That's what I would do. I think I think it would be incredible because Corey Graves would be so good at that. He doesn't, Corey Graves doesn't need to wrestle. All right, I know he's cleared, but he doesn't need to. There's no point for him. This could no, be a good way a... to get him into the ring. Remember JBL was an announcer on SmackDown, and eventually mm-hmm. he was worked into a storyline and got back into the ring for like six years? Yeah. Like, that's what could happen here. If they want to get Corey Graves back into the ring, I think this is also a good way to do it. I yeah I also agree with you. Corey doesn't need to be in the ring, and as well, I've never actually seen Corey Graves wrestle because I wasn't watching NXT that early on. But Corey Graves found an excellent second career as an announcer. Oh yeah, and he's he's damn good at it. So good at it. You know he's he's damn good. He's put his all into it, and it's great. And I I I've, ever since he became an announcer and he honed the skills, one of the best announcers in the business. I understand the desire to get back into the ring, but when you've had a severe injury like that, and he also has kids to consider as well. Like, he just really got married. Risk, he just got married. Do you really want to risk that again? Yeah. You know, if you're somebody like Daniel Bryan, he's like, I'm smoking because that's Daniel Bryan. But I don't, I don't know if Corey Graves is built like that. I mean, if he wants to give it a shot, I support him. You know, I, 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 best of power to him, yeah. I would, I would very much prefer him behind, if I was booking, I'd be like, yo, here's the pitch. I think that yeah. I think that would work better than any wrestler. Because otherwise, the groups it's because the group's crowded without being crowded. Yeah, and you could still add an extra wrestler if you want. Yeah, because Corey Graves doesn't have to wrestle. Yeah, you know you can do it. I my my pick. Um, it's it's well, it's two. You can go classic because you want to go with underutilized talent because Rhea. Priest underutilized talent, even though they won titles, not really utilizing the edge, trying to bring them up. So I would have gone with, I would go classically with Ciampa. Mm. I, some people said Lib, but like Lib doesn't make sense because Rio was just, Rio's there, you know, and, but I would go Ciampa. I think Ciampa fits the mold. He already has a demeanor. He can already speak on the mic. You don't need Edge for him to do that, but he's, he's got everything you need. You just need somebody to guide him. And I think Edge is the perfect person to guide him. For a shock and a huge shock, you bring back Paige. Yeah, that'd be great too. I think from an impact on the division, Paige is the better bet. But Ciampa, I think, is a is a better long term solution. Those are my two choices. My, my like I said, my first one is Ciampa. Because I think you need to get some my direction, but my lord, if you had a faction where it's Paige, Rhea, Edge, and Priest, whew, you can do a lot of damage. Dude, it's just, it's a, it's a women's stable with a male heavy, <laughs> and Edge is a voice piece. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> 
And that would be awesome to see because they've never been done before. Put the tag titles on Paige and fucking Rhea. I, although, dude, if it's just like, if it's like, if like Liv Morgan shows like Liv, Paige, and Rhea, and then this Edge and Damien Priest, it's like Edge is kind of pull off somebody's here. It's the whole train, baby. And, and Godfather comes out, he's just like, wow, this looks eerily similar. <laughs> hey, Edge, much love, brother. And he just leaves. And he just leaves. No, Priest kicks him in the face, and then that's it. Go to commercial. Yeah, right. I speaking of the Godfather. I do want to go to Vegas so bad because the Godfather runs strip club in Vegas. Dude, I, I'm, I, as, might, I might go there for my bachelor party. Fuck, fuck New Orleans. Godfather. I know he's in character. <laughs> yeah, obviously he's in character, dude. <laughs> dude, I would a thousand percent go to the Godfather strip club. I don't care what it costs to get in. I'm there. <laughs> Ricky, we have Ricky. If what, next time we're in Vegas, we're going. I hope you know that. I don't care. K. Ruby's invited too. We're going to that trip. <laughs> Listen, that'll be like, I'll be like, God, we got to get a picture. God, like, how much is it for a picture? Fuck, let's go. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm at a strip club with the Godfather. That's, ama- that's amazing in and of itself. Dude, I'll, have him sign- I'll bring the book, have him sign it again. <laughs> <laughs> this time you're in character, so it's even better. Oh my god, that'd be so good. That that should be our first TikTok. Strip club with the Godfather. Have the music in the background and just clips of us in the strip club throwing money that we don't have. Oh my god. Absurd. Absurd. Yet amazing. I can't I can't wait for it. But that's all we got this week in wrestling. Unfortunately, Kay cannot be with us because Kay's internet is goddamn horrible. Eddie Kings uh, and strikes again. Yeah, right. Eddie Kings and Strikes again. Oh, my good show this week. Yeah, we had fun. We have, we have fun here. Yeah, thank everybody that showed up, including Emmanuel Fontaine, which I believe was the same guy who befriended us uh, right before WrestleMania. So thank you for joining in our, on our live stream. We are going to have the... It wasn't Disco Inferno? No. 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 That's a shame. Well, it's always <laughs> next week. <laughs> There is always next week. But until then, let's start to our posters. We have, we have some really funny tweets, and I need to blow my nose because I have a fucking cold. But well, cue that music, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to episode number 293 of the Kings of the Rings podcast, Rolling the Dice. We took a gamble this week and brought up Sasha and Naomi and had a pretty riveting discussion. We also want to wish Stephanie McMahon the best of luck and a big fuck you to Ringside News. AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view is this Memorial Day weekend live from Vegas. We ran down the card. It seems to be like it's like a fantastic show. So if you have the resources and the finances, shovel, shovel out some money and buy it. We will definitely be reviewing it on our next show. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. Find me at the Bachelor Big Express, all social media outlets, Kings of the Rings Podcast at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Twitch, on Discord. Like, share, subscribe, leave us five-star reviews wherever you listen to all of your podcasts. And you can listen to us by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio The Cure for the common uh, wrestling 
podcast of not a cure for bad birth. <laughs> Follow Wrestle Attic Radio on social at Addicts underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Attic Radio on Facebook and Instagram. The links to all of our stuff are in the description below, including links to some of our awesome merch, including this merch here. Done by me, the Kate B. Ricky Rose shirt. Will Terror Shock. Man, I'm tired. Got a lot of shit to do tomorrow and today. I bet you are. And the rest of my life. But uh, I'm Will Tarashuk, Teeth and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. The man who podcasts way too much and creates podcasts <laughs> way too much. Way too much. Sorry, dude. Praising us, I'll pay me for this shit. Can you believe that? But I'm Will Tarashuk, right? Teeth and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. You can catch all my stuff all across the internet. Just type in my name. Um, and yeah, have fun. Are my TikToks. I hate them as much as you love them. Ricky, let's take a show. <laughs> yeah, uh, and also for K Murphy, find K Murphy at uh, the K Murphy all over social media. T H E K A E Murphy. They hopefully Randy gets back, but who knows? Uh, so next week uh, we're gonna do Double or Nothing. We're gonna then talk about In Your House as well as Hell in a Cell. Just a lot of previews and reviews uh, uh, next week as we begin the week of the month. I'm saying the month of June. So until then, folks, goodbye, good night. We'll see you soon. Enjoy Double or Nothing, and uh, some person I'll never gamble or bet on is Slack, because fuck you, Slack. We'll see you on the post-show, folks. Midnight Music. Midnight.